0: You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. Right, here I am, all of me. Take my life. It's all for thee. All right, All of it. A little over a month ago, uh, during, uh, during this 1030 service, I, I saw something happen, and it, it made me think a little bit, and, th- and then I saw it happen again and again and again, and, and as I thought back, I, I, it's something that I've seen happen week after week after week for most of my life. I saw it happen when I was a kid. I, it's actually something that I did when I was growing up. I, I saw it happen in other families around me while I was growing up. And, and now it's something that I see happen in, in my fam- family and in other families. Uh, and most recently, I, I've seen it with, with my wife, Stacey, because every week during the opening song, she did a little, little differently this week, uh, but every week during the opening song, usually uh, about halfway through the song, well before the song's over, she sits back down. And then she bends over and she reaches into her purse and, and she pulls out some money. And then my kids kind of like flock around her like, oh, it's time. It's that time again, right? And, and she, she pulls out some, some cash, some change. Uh, a few weeks ago, she pulled out everything that she had in her wallet, which was a penny. Uh, but, but then the kids gather around, and she hands it out to them. And, you know, that one week where there was a penny, they fought over who would get to be the one to take that penny. And they bring it here, and they put all of it into the offering. And like I said, it made me start to think as I saw that, I, I, I saw that happening again a month ago, but, but I, I started to go, huh, that's pretty easy. That, that looks really easy for them. And it's, it's not because my kids are extra holy. Right? I, I see that happening in other families here and in other congregations, but, but what I realized as I started to think more and more about that is that giving for my kids and for other kids is really easy because it's not their money, right? It is really easy to give away somebody else's money. It is really easy to give away someone else's stuff. And so, whether, you know, during that time, whether it's dad or mom or grandpa or grandma or someone else who, who gives it to them, they, they've given it to them for a purpose, right? To, to bring it up, to put it into the offering. And so, it's really easy for those kids to do that because it's it's not theirs, right? It's been given to them for a purpose. To, to put it biblically, they are being stewards. And a, a steward is, is someone who manages something from, for someone else. They're, they're not owners. They're, they're stewards. They care. They take care of someone else's finances. They take care of someone else's properties. Uh, we see that in, in Genesis 39 with, with this guy named Joseph. Uh, Joseph, if you remember the story, he was, he was sold into slavery by his brothers, and we see Joseph being purchased by a guy named Potiphar. And then we read starting in verse four. So Joseph found favor in Potiphar's sight and attended him. And he made, and Potiphar made Joseph overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. And from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. And so he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. And because of Joseph, Potiphar had no concern about anything but the food that he ate, right, Joseph was an overseer of all that Potiphar had. It wasn't Joseph's. He didn't own it. If you remember again, he was actually a slave. He'd been purchased by Potiphar, but he took care of it. He, he, he was a steward of all of Potiphar's wealth. And, and because he did well, more and more was given to him. And so, when, when we talk about stewardship in church, and in case you haven't quite caught on yet, that's what we're talking about today, uh, but but when we talk about stewardship in church, we're talking about being managers of God's gifts, not owners, but managers. And yes, usually this conversation is about money, and don't worry, we'll get to that in a little bit, but God gives us more than just money, if you remember, maybe back to your time in, in confirmation, if you were confirmed, and if, if you went through the catechism, if you remember the, the first article of the Apostles' Creed, Luther gives us an explanation to what that that means. Uh, and he says this, he says, I believe that God has made me and all creatures. So, so he has made us, he's made all people, and then God is generous with us. Luther continues saying that, that God has given me my body and soul my eyes and ears and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and He still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. And He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this He does out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy without any worthiness or merit in me. And then for all this, it is my duty to, to thank and praise, to serve and obey Him, right? And again, as Luther ends that, he says, for all this, it is my duty to thank and praise, to serve and obey Him. All right, Second Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 15 says, uh, you know, we read that text, and at the end of that, it, it, it talked about all the good that God had given, and then it says, thanks be to God right, for this inexpressible gift. It's It's our duty, it's our joy to, to give thanks to God for all that He has given to us. And so when we think about stewardship, again, it's, it's more than just money. How can you steward your body and your soul, right? Because these are gifts that God has given to you. They belong to Him. And so how can you manage those in a way that's pleasing to God? Well, first it, it starts by taking care of them, right? Both your body and your soul. Because right, your, your body is a temple, so how are, you, how are you caring for your body? And also, how are you caring for your soul? Right? We gather together and worship, but, but what about those other six days a week? Are, are you studying Scripture? Are you prioritizing prayer? How are you stewarding? How are you being a steward of, of the body and soul that God has given to you? And what about your eyes and ears and all of your members? Are are you using them to to see and to hear the needs of those around you? Are are you seeking ways that you can take care of those needs? What about your your reason and your senses? Because your mind is a beautiful thing. Are you stewarding your mind? Are you stewarding your reason? Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable... If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, right? Do you use your mind that God has given you to think about the things that are worthy of praise? Or is your mind filled with worry and anxiety and jealousy? And then what about your clothing and shoes, your, your, your food and drink, your, your house and your family, Right, do you have winter coats that, that don't fit you anymore? Uh, or, or do you have good clothes just filling up your closets? We'll, we'll take them to Lutheran family services and, and let those be a blessing to others in need in our community. Or, or do you have more food than you actually need? And, and for most of us, the answer is probably yes. So, so take some of that non-perishable food to, to LifeHouse, to their food pantry. But how can you be a, a manager, rather than thinking of yourselves of an owner, how can you be a manager of what God has given to you, rather than thinking of yourselves, again, as that owner? But like I said earlier, ultimately this, this conversation about stewardship always circles back around to money. And there, there are many reasons for this. One is is just, yes, we're just going to be blunt about it. Money is necessary to keep a ministry like Trinity going, right? Trinity has a lot of staff that work hard to to spread the good news of Jesus here in this church, in the school, in the early childhood center. And that staff loves to be able to be good stewards of their resources and, and take care of their families and also give back. It takes money to turn the lights on. At the end of every month, the last, the last weekend of the month, we, we have that adopt a bill board out, uh, in the fellowship hall that you can kind of take a look at and see if there's any of the bills that you'd like to help cover. And, and often when Amy writes those out, she'll, she'll put like utilities 100 or 150 to, to kind of help chip away at that. This week, or this last month, I finally talked her into putting an entire month's utility bill on there. And nobody took it. It was only $5,700 to turn the lights on and to turn the heat on and, and to, to make sure that this, the, th- that we're able to see and do the things that we need to do here in this place. All right. So money is, yes, money is necessary to keep this ministry going. And, and as you steward your resources back to this ministry, you're an integral part in spreading the good news of Jesus into the, this community. So thank you. Right. Thanks be to God for this inexpressible gift. You're, you're doing what what God is is saying through the prophet Malachi in in Malachi three verse ten, uh, where he says, "Bring the full tithe." in the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, right? That there may be food in my house. That's talking about taking care of the priests and making sure that they are taking care of the, that, that's one of the reasons that God calls you to give your tithe to the, to the local storehouse, to the local congregation. It's to financially support those who are working in the church, who, whose job it is to to spread the good news of Jesus into this community, But, but stewardship is more than supplying the financial needs of the church workers. Did you know that Jesus talks more about money than he does, than he does heaven or hell or love? Or it actually talks more about money than he does anything else other than the kingdom of God. So why does Jesus talk about money so much? Why would he talk about giving and generosity so much? Well, one of the reasons is we just desperately need his wisdom, right? If we were left to our own devices, we would squander away all that he has given to us to manage. But it's more than that. Again, it's, it's more than, than, than paying the staff and keeping the lights on. It's more than being a better, you know, being financially better with our money than the world around us. Most importantly, Jesus talks about money and giving and generosity more than anything else other than the kingdom of God because Jesus doesn't want money to become your God, right? Matthew 6, 24 says that no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. And then he says, you know, just in case you weren't paying attention, just in case you weren't sure what we're talking about here, he's very obvious. He says, no one or you cannot serve God and money. He's taken us back to, to the first commandment, That says, you shall have no other gods before me. And so when we put our faith in our finances, when we put our trust in our bank account, when we put our hope for the future in our 401k, we're breaking the first commandment. Actually, Malachi 3 says it even more bluntly. It says, uh, will, will man rob from God, starting with verse 8, yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In your tithes and contributions, you were cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. All right here in this text, God is very clearly saying in his word that, that if you don't bring the tithe, which is, again, 10% uh, off the top before you do anything else, if you don't bring the tithe into the local church, into the, the storehouse that you are stealing from him, this is the Lord of hosts. All right, That's that's really harsh language, but there is, there is no way to soften that. So the question is, then how do we break that cycle? Right? How do we break the cycle of putting trust in our money rather than putting our trust in God? How do we, uh, to, to look at Malachi 3, how do we stop stealing from God? Well, it starts with the tithe, right? It starts with tithing. Again, tithing is 10% of your income, the, the first 10% off the top. But again, remember how we started today. We started with that reminder that we are stewards of what God has given us stewards, not owners. God says, here let me give you all of this to manage, to take care of uh, but I have a purpose for that. Uh, most of it I want you to use to take care of your family to, to be able to leave a legacy for your family after uh, after you pass on after you die to, and come and be with me. I want you to be able to take care of your family so most of that I want you to use to take care of your family but 10 percent, a very small portion I want you to give back to to your local congregation so that they can continue to spread the good news. Again, God says, here, here here's all of this. Take it, use it, but let me remind you of your purpose to be generous with all that I have given you. But as God talks to us about being generous, he's not gonna ask us to do something that he himself wouldn't do because God himself is generous. Again, all that you have to manage, right to, to steward, is given to you by this generous God. But 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 God has given you something greater than than, than clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, land, animals, and all that you have. All right, God the Father has sent His Son Jesus to die for you. And Jesus didn't just give a little bit of His life for you. He didn't just give a portion of it. He gave everything for you, for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And then as we remember back to the, the explanation of the first article, all of this the Father does out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me, right? We didn't earn it. It's not because we're so great, but He does it because He loves you. And so for this, it is my duty to thank and to praise, to serve and obey Him, right? It's, it's my duty. It's your duty to, to, to steward the resources that God has given to you, to thank Him, to praise Him, to serve Him and obey Him. But maybe the, the tithe sounds hard, right? Maybe you're at a place where you don't think that there's any way that if you gave away 10% of your income that, that you could make it through the end of this month or, or next month. Well, let's look again at, at Malachi 3, verse 10, because I didn't finish that verse for you, All right? It starts again by, bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test." says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more need. All right? This is the one place in the entire Bible where God tells us to put him to the test. And here at Trinity, we believe that when God promises something, that he will deliver so maybe you're you're someone who knows you should tithe or or you've wanted to tithe but but you just haven't been able to take that step of faith because you're just not sure again if you're gonna be able to make it through the end of the month. Well, last year we we tried something here at Trinity and it, it, it was received really well, and so we're gonna do it again and we're gonna continue to do it. We called it the the test me challenge. And the test me challenge is this: it says if you commit to giving ten percent of your income, again ten percent, that's the tithe. If you commit to tithing, giving ten percent of your income for the next three months, and you don't think that God has kept up His end of the promise, if you don't think that that God has has done what He said He did in Malachi three, if you don't if you don't think that God has poured down blessings upon you. Then we want you to come into the church office and we will give you back the entirety of your tithe. Right? Every penny that you gave for those three months, we will give it all back to you if God doesn't do what He says He will do. Because here's the thing He will right? He will keep his promises. Uh, Because I want to get rid of as many loopholes, as many excuses, as many roadblocks as possible, because I want you to understand that, that when God says that he will deliver, he will deliver. It's what God does. So test him. Put him to the test. Last year we had some, a number of individuals that took me, that took the Test Me Challenge and, and some of us, some of them reported back to us and told, told us how it went. We had, uh, we had one individual who, uh, said, you know what? I'm not working because I haven't been able to find a job. So it's really easy to give 10% of nothing. Uh, and so she took me to the, she took the Test Me Challenge and within the month she had a job. And she's kept that job and not only kept that job, but gotten promoted within that job. Uh, we had some other individuals who have said, in my home, in my business, uh, I've, I've done things that I've never been able to do before, and it's because I trusted God, because I trusted that God would take care of my tomorrow. I trusted that God would keep his promises. And so those people, they, 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 they stewarded God's resources. They brought the full tithe into the storehouse, and God poured down blessings on them. Now, now those blessings aren't always financial." Uh, sometimes it's just peace in the midst of it. Uh, there, there are different ways that God chooses to bless us. Uh, but but if you want to take that Test Me challenge, uh, it, or if you want more information about that, talk to me. Uh, there, there are some cards out in the fellowship hall that just say very, in very big, bold letters, Test Me. Uh, you don't have to sign up for it. Just do it. Right. But take one of those cards home. Put it up on your fridge. Be reminded of God's promises for you. Right. Try it. Test God. Trust God. Be a steward with all that God has given you because he has given you everything and he will deliver. Guaranteed. Amen? Amen.